Now, as we mentioned last night, our Bosses in Lockdown series has now become Bosses Rebuilding, where we will be talking to those at the helm of the country's biggest businesses who are, of course, steering their firms through this pretty unprecedented time. Tonight, our Boss Rebuilding is AA Insurance CEO Chris Curtin. Now, Chris is a bit of a rarity in business, having been CEO of AA Insurance for 25 years. Chris is with us now. Hi, Em. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. 25 years, Chris, I reckon you'll have seen a fair bit, right? Earthquakes, floods and whatnot. So how does this COVID crisis stack up in terms of business challenges, do you think? Yeah, look, very unusual. Um, The first thing we had to do was um, try and get 750 people uh, working from home with not too much notice. Uh, So that was um, a pretty important priority for us. Uh, and yeah, it was quite interesting because we've never had to deal with anything like this before. We, it was actually quite quickly that we saw customers, um, you know, being affected by the economic impacts. You know, um, people losing their jobs, reduced incomes, and things. So we had to really rally uh, around that sort of stuff. We didn't anticipate some of those things early on. And one of the other things that was quite u- unusual for us was, um, you know, everybody was at home, so they weren't driving their cars. So no crashes? No, well, yeah, that's right. You know, in fact, we would say that, you know, at the end of the day, claims actually plummeted as people stayed at home. I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I was taking the dog for a walk down the road, yeah. in the middle of the road. So there were no cars around. So, um, you know, we, we very quickly uh, looked at what we should do in these unusual circumstances, and we strongly felt that we needed to do some different things to help customers. So the first thing we did was we set up a $2 million hardship fund and so that we could uh, help customers that were in genuine financial hardship. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then secondly, and bear in mind, we've never done this ever. We froze premium increases um, to reflect the, you know, the alert levels uh, that that had people sort of staying at home and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And then then the final thing we did, and again, this is, you know, we've never done this or we never contemplated doing this. But when the claims plummeted, um, we realised that we'd actually charge too much premium for people uh, during the period of, you know, level four and level three lockdown. So we said, you know what, we've essentially overpriced our uh, car insurance. So we said, right, we need to give that money back. So you're going to be doing it at the end of the financial year, are you? Yeah, so that's about a month away. What we need to do is just absolutely understand exactly how much that pot of money is, yeah. and it will be significant. How much do you think you'll give back to people? Oh, look, it's too hard to say exactly how much, but the overall total, um, will it's quite significant, um, but it's too early to say the exact amount. But essentially people, our customers, car insurance customers, will get um, a refund in yeah. July. Chris, I, th- this is a terribly cynical thing to ask, so I apologise for that. But is is sure. this done bearing in mind how good this will be for customer loyalty? Um, look, it's 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 a one-off. So we're going to refund the money uh, in a short space of time. So what we'll do is we'll recognise the how much people paid according to their risk profile, and they will get a percentage of their premium to reflect the overpricing during Level 4 and Level 3. Have you seen so, any claims go up, Chris? Anything unexpected? Like, I'm thinking a lot of people crowded into some houses. You know, some houses are very overpopulated. Fires, perhaps, might have been more more of a problem during lockdown? Yeah, no, look, we I know that's been reported in the media somewhere, but um, 
we didn't experience that much. What we saw was car claims just plummeted. I mean, traffic volumes were down by 80%. Yeah. In terms of home and contents um, claims, they actually didn't reduce much at all, um, but they weren't big ones. Um, They were, you know, the, the sorts of things that happen when you're at home you know, tripping over things, breaking things, dropping things and that sort of thing. So yeah. we didn't see that. No, we didn't see that. Chris, I, you know, with with um, something like insurance, you obviously get a really good insight into how people's budgets are out there. What are you seeing? Are Kiwis coping or are they struggling financially? Oh, look, initially um, we've had a spike in calls from customers saying, look, how can we manage our premium better? Mm. So they're looking for options to reduce premium uh, rather than um, opting out. Um, and so that's been quite interesting. And so we've been able to you know, help people with that uh, through this $2 million hardship fund that we set up. And so we've been able to sort of um, give options to people to uh, you know, sort of have premium holidays or um, sort of reduce their premiums by changing the cover. But predominantly, we're not seeing people cutting their insurance. Not yet. I mean, it's, it depends on how long this economic impact goes on, mm. uh, you know, what the unemployment rate does and, and how people look at, at um, you know, the priorities in terms of their expenses. But what we're saying to people is, you know, the last thing you want to do is to cut your insurance because typically what people do is save, save some money but at the end of the day, they don't consider the you know worst case scenarios that can happen. So, yeah. but we're not seeing that at the moment. We're not seeing it at the moment. Chris, I can hear a bit of an Australian twang there. So, um, you you think you're on the right <laughs> side of the ditch this time? Well, I can I can say <clears throat> that um, it's a bit uh, of a, a struggle because I've got family in Australia. So in lockdown, I can't go over and visit. Yes. But I'm a dual I'm a dual citizen. So um, I have made a commitment to New Zealand. I'm a citizen of New Zealand. After 25 years, I thought it was the right thing to do to make. A I bet you're looking I forward to that uh, Trans Tasman bubble starting up. Yeah, that, that's. I can't wait for that.